Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some people were very offended when I said that I auditioned for a role in uh, South Florida in the NFL. And I was told I was too Canadian. People were, and I didn't get it, and people were offended by that. And I'm like, don't, don't be offended by that. I'm not. Randy Moeller last year in the press box uh, said, we can't have enough Western Canadian guys like you around here. Make yourself at home. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Here we go. And uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I think it's bell-worthy. Bell-worthy. Just saying that we're on the air an hour, too. An historic day on the RP Show, or more than anything, probably an historic week. Last hour, Brian Ray, the host of Dallas Stars Television Broadcast, was with us. Coming up later on this hour, Josh gets off from Pittsburgh Penguins Radio. That's gets off, not to be confused with gets laugh. The iconic sports family rooted in Avonlea, Saskatchewan. Let's bring uh, in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. As you noticed, Moose, I was getting, or maybe you didn't notice, I don't know, getting a little punchy there near the end of hour one. I don't mind getting into it with the viewers here in terms of topics and so forth, but there's one viewer, John in Edmonton, who's tweeting us. Can you bring on, you should bring on the commissioner of the WHL. Can you talk about this trade? Oh, you're not talking about it. I guess it doesn't matter. Can you talk about this? Talk, John, you need to grow up and back off. There's a thing called boundaries. You're overstepping the boundaries. We'll do the talking. You do the watching, okay? Put your phone down. How about that? Other than that, everybody else I'm okay with. Uh, The breaking news of the day is from the Canadian Football League, and it is Vernon Adams Jr., the, what is he now, seven-year veteran, traded from the Montreal Alouettes to the BC Lions. So we're going to get into that and break it down more as we work our way towards Labor Day Classic weekend. Maybe some memories of that. But to why I said it's historic, Moose, and I don't think, I don't think I'm making too much of this. Uh, we debuted on Atlanta Radio WQAE FM 99.1 Tuesday night. We're airing there now. We're on the air now. Hello, Atlanta. And I said what I think of when I think of Atlanta. I asked you what you think of when you think of Atlanta. And Sid Breen, or sorry, Michael in Winnipeg, he's watching Winnipeg in his sporting goods store right now, says, Sid Bream, Sid Bream, hashtag Braves. And I'm not sure, unless, Darren, you watched a replay of the 92 World Series, if, you would, if that would even mean anything to you, Sid Bream, the guy that looks something like a porn star with the Atlanta Braves. He was their big stud, but you'd only been like five years old. Do you remember Sid Bream? Yeah. No, no, it was a little bit before my time. It was more late 90s that I really got into watching the Braves and watching the, the after school. Yeah, I got to be in school, right, to be able to watch after school programming. 
Sid Bream, Sid Bream. <laughs> That's what Michael wins. <laughs> Go Google Sid Bream. So Atlanta has a very large imprint in, in Canadian circles, and they probably didn't even know why. Robin is watching in the gateway to the north and says, Ooh, snap! Rod laying the smack down. Do we want to say it? Do we want to say it? Rod's rant for Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. We got all these new listeners and viewers in Atlanta to infect their minds. I can't wait. What are we going to impregnate their thoughts with, (laughs) Moose? Whatever we want. What? Now we're going after the kids in Atlanta. They were coming after us. We probably need to infect them with Blue Jays talk, you know, 24-7 yeah. and Canadian sports talk, which we will, uh, undoubtedly. But it was the same as our television, right? I mean, our television uh, distribution is so big because what it does is, you know, whether you're watching TV or not, you, the option to stumble upon it, right? What do you do when you roll into the city? You hit the scan button on your radio and you until a signal pops in and until a signal pops in, right? People are going to stumble upon this channel. You're going to stumble upon our show, and we're going to have a whole whack of new fans. Yeah. I'll tell you again, for those listening in Atlanta right now, coming up after us at 9 p.m. Eastern, the Rick Tittle Show. Rick Tittle. We'll see if he's talking about lightning and dogs tonight like he was last night. Um, Jenna Reagan is watching in Southern California, says, uh, Good morning from Southern California. Let's go Buffalo Sabres. Let's go Buffalo. Biggest news out of them was they're going back to the bison head logo. Did you see that? That's come out. They call it the goat logo or something? I don't know. Are you? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But I'm like, why are you doing that? I the just, reason I, I like, like it, they, Rod, Tell me, they, it's the last time Buffalo was good. It's the last time they were any good. It was Dominic Kasich and Michael Pekka and, you know, Miroslav Satan. It was that Buffalo Sabres. So it's the last time that they were any good. I think that's why I have some good feelings. Fair enough. Uh, you do remember during the pandemic when it was, you know, teams would put their logo up and say, what's the first player you think of when you see this? And you just mentioned all those guys. For me, it would have been Matthew Barnaby. Mm. Now, he was in that era, too. Uh, Tank Abbott's watching from the Energy City, and he says, sit down, shut up, and listen to the best morning sports talk show in North America, if not worldwide. Keep it up, Roddy and Moose. Thank you. But we do air on the evenings in Atlanta, just to point that out. And Tank says they will be probably wanting to bring back the Atlanta Flames after getting all this hockey talk. Well, who knows? Um, Okay, pause on that. I I do need to mention the big trade. Let's re-up the biggest news of the day from the Canadian Football League. The Montreal Alouettes trading Vernon Adams Jr. to the BC Lions. I don't know if we'll get VA on, but we're forging new, and dare I say, for sure, better relationships with new teams and different teams. And the BC Lions having me on their podcast. They're putting people on our podcast. And I'm happy for the BC Lions. And I don't know what's behind this because it's a lot of the same people that have been there for years, but they just seem very aggressive with reaching out. And I'm pretty happy with this trade today with Vernon Adams going there because I'm a, I'm a fan of VAs. Again, I don't believe he's 5'9", maybe in heels. But who cares? It's not necessarily the size of the dog, right? It's the size of the fight in the dog, not the dog in the fight. Um, this looks like it will have salvaged the BC Lions season. Agree or disagree? 
I wholeheartedly agree. And big, big, big kudos to Neil McAvoy, to Amar Dolman as an extent, and to Rick Campbell to make the move. Because you had such a good start to the season, and when you lose your starting quarterback, you could say, okay, you know what? Between Antonio Pipkin, Michael O'Connor, if he plays well, we're going to get in the playoffs. These guys are professionals. They'll get us one, two, three, four wins down the stretch, no doubt. But no, they put their chips all in here and said, look, at this roster is too good for us to throw it away before Labor Day. We're going to make a move. We're going to bring somebody in to keep us going. And we think this is a championship team. So I really like, you know, what that message sends to the organization. I really do. It says so, oh, it says so much. Uh, and interesting, in the YouTube chat, Bombers1985 says, NBC's first game after the bye in Montreal. Interesting. Cole McGarvey watching in BC says, what's up, Rod Squad? Jumped in quickly on my lunch break. Excited to see VA in orange and black. They're all excited. Jeff the Stampeders fan says Adams will not put up Rourke numbers. They don't care. There's only one stat that matters, and that was winning. That's it. They don't need to throw for 488 yards a game. They don't. They need to win a championship. And they, like you say, they put too much work into building this season to have it all go down the drain because their quarterback got hurt. (coughs) Pardon me for those that don't know. I'm sick, and it's not just a cold anymore. It's bubble guts, too. Oh, no. And I'll say one more. Um, Where did I read this today? The owner of the Montreal Alouettes who stepped away this week, Gary Stern, wherever I read it, I think it was three down, he, I guess, was blocking the trade of Vernon Adams Jr. all year. He was blocking it. And now a couple days after he steps down, VA's traded, and it's just... Don't tell me that he did not have control on the organization and he shouldn't have. I don't care that he's a good guy. What does John Lynch say? Good guys, run the Kinsman Club. Just stay in your owner's suite and eat your shrimp cocktail. I'll see you up there. Get your hands off the roster. Period. Um, What else do we have here? What else? What do you want to talk about? I've been... <laughs> yapping here for an hour and a half you? no it, it's it's awesome I, I it's just you know again great job by the bc lions because that was the biggest question mark but now step two of this is the bow levi fallout right the dominoes you start looking at the dominoes now bc is now off the board they're out of the market they're not looking for a quarterback now they've found their guy so that's one less destination for a bow levi mitchell absolutely I'm starting to wonder if he's even going to be traded at all. But Sean is watching in Vancouver, B.C., and he's written us on the text line, 902-518-3033. 902-518-3033. I haven't heard that jingle for some time. Is it still in the rotation from the nice British girl? Good Pick point. up the phone and text up. Run it a little bit more. Yeah. Sean writes this and says, My friend Dave... Bought a $195 O'Connor jersey at the game Friday night. He was injured by the time we got back to our seats. Don't! Look, we want to to swing this around on the jersey talk now? Because I don't mind. I don't mind. What do you do? You don't buy current players' jerseys. You shouldn't. Or if you do, you got to be very, 
very selective and have a very good reason. And I'll give you a great example why. I was at Hard Rock Stadium on Saturday night, as you all know, and I went through the Dolphin store five or six times. I was there looking for a notepad and a pen. Don't every doesn't every team sell a notepad with a team logo on it and a cute little pen that goes with it? Doesn't it in a clear plastic bag? Yeah, not the Miami Dolphins anymore. We used to, not anymore. Okay. Then I went back in there looking for something else. I can't remember what. And they didn't have that. Oh, programs. <laughs> Girl was like, honey, we haven't sold programs in five years. I'm like, I'm supposed to go off my phone. So I didn't get that. But, I'm, of course, I'm strolling and looking at the jerseys, and I, I saw the Tug of Viola jersey that kind of looked like Iguavan. It, had, like, it was like a, a Wheel of Fortune contest. Tug of Viola, Iguavan, a lot of the same letters. It wasn't an Iguavan jersey. But I love that dolphin teal. Oh, whatever they call it. It's the nicest color in the National Football League. I never, you don't see me in a lot of Dallas Cowboys gear, even though it's my team. I walked into the Cowboys store at AT AT&T Stadium in Dallas, and I'm like, there's not much here that appeals to me. And although I'm I'm a blue fan, I'm not a Navy Navy fan. Yeah, well, I'm not a Navy fan, really. Um, But but my point is, I I almost bought a Marino jersey because Dan is the man. And, you know, I went to that game with Dan Marino last year. We talked about that. You got to go retro. Like, if you were walking into the Leaf store, that's your team, or the Titans, what are you buying? What are you buying? Yeah. You go down the list, and, I mean, my favorite of all time is Matt Sundin. So I go Sundin, maybe Gilmore, Wendell Clark, right? Felix Podfan. You go down the list, um, you know, you see the Johnny Bauer jerseys, some of the old ones, Dave Keon. Uh, For sure, you're not really Mm. buying the new ones. The ones you might buy, there's very few. You know, you might buy an Austin Matthews jersey because when you have a franchise player, you hope he's going to be there for a long time. You know, you would buy a Sidney Crosby jersey when he's drafted in Pittsburgh because you're like, hey, he's not going anywhere. Or Connor McDavid. But outside of the very few franchise players, it's really tough. I think about my Tennessee Titans. They drafted Marcus Mariota early. I got a jersey as a gift at Christmas right away. And within a few years, he's traded. And I don't even want to pull out the jersey because he didn't accomplish anything when he was there. So, yeah, I'm with you on retro. Everybody, fill up your coffee or whatever. Put your feet up. Undo your belt. We're going to be here a while. So we got a lot of comments coming in, and they're great. I know that the fans love talking about the jerseys. Uh... Wouldn't it now be a great time to have that Atlanta Thrashers bobblehead? Oh, boy. Ilya Kovalchuk. Can you ship that down to me here in South Florida? Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Speaking of jerseys, my new Stamps black should show up today. Uh, From Enor Tap on YouTube says, Believe it or not, I had a Huberdeau and Uyghur jersey as well as Matthew Kachuk jersey. In one move, I lost $600. All I can say is that's a you problem. If I'm going into the Florida Panthers store, I'm probably going to buy a Jagger jersey or maybe Luongo. But you just can't. If you, if you buy a current player, man, that's on you. That is on you. I always buy retro. My favorite Rough Rider, Saskatchewan Rough Rider ever is Jeff Fairholm, and that's what I have. I got a Lancaster jersey. I don't buy current player jerseys. Um, 
Jeff the Stamps fan says, yes, Dolphin Teal is beautiful and unique. From Rich in Edmonton, he says, silver and black, best merch in the NFL, Rod. But I'm biased. Oh, I walked into a store not that long ago. I don't know where I was. It was L.A. Kings, black and silver. Vintage late 80s. I got weak in the knee. (laughs) So I, (laughs) like I got it. Bernie Nichols, Wayne, vintage. And before we break, Cole, still watching NBC. Where would you guys rank Vernon Adams in the group of West quarterbacks? He's talking about the Canadian Football League West Division. Historically, Bo Levi is way better than Vernon Adams. But other than Zach Caleros, I'll take VA. Over Marr? Who's Marr? Isn't he a kicker? We got to sort this out in the break. We'll be right back, and we'll kick around all of this, and we're not done with our NHL Atlantic Division predictions. Certainly, uh, NFL cut down, more on Atlanta talk. We'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and, of course, on Atlanta's news and sports leader, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, welcome back to the RP Show. Hot, hot, hot. Amen. Hope it's as beautiful where you are as it is here. Uh, Episode number 832 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show is on the air. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont, and uh, he is joining us from Lake Country. For anybody that has written in with her comments, there's been great ones. Keep them coming. A couple breaking news items today. We've certainly covered it in Beat It Square. The Montreal Alouettes of the Canadian Football League trading Vernon Adams Jr. to the BC Lions for a first-round pick. Um, thank you, Clark, for putting all this. I'm seeing what our producer Clark is putting up on in the YouTube chat. Couple NFL items: the New York Jets have added Chris Strebler to their practice roster. My gosh, I think they had to let him to three preseason victories as the fourth-string quarterback. And Coach Robert Saleh saying is the greatest performer in NFL preseason history. Way to go, Strevy. And he also says that Dallas Cowboys have added offensive lineman Dakota Shepley to their practice roster. So I'm trying to keep my head in it and together here. It's not been easy today. I don't know. I think it's because I'm sick. I mentioned it on Monday. My head was, I was spacey. What is it about a cold flu? COVID in some cases, you get that brain fog and it's awesome. Or sorry, awful. I should probably not be on national television. Or Atlanta Radio, when I'm out of it. The winner is you, the viewers and listeners, because you never know what's going to come out of my mouth. We'll get to those NHL Atlantic Division uh, predictions in a second, but do you think the Jets offered Strevy the job on the practice roster because of public pressure moves? What do you think led them to this decision today? Well, Chris Strevler is somebody who is can be on your practice roster, and he's shown the ability to come up big in big moments. Now, that wasn't against first teamers. It wasn't against starters. You know, he might get killed out there against NFL starters. I don't know. But to have a guy like that stashed in your practice roster when you're going with a young group up front, 
like on your active roster, the future, having a veteran back there or somebody who's actually had some experience and shown some success. If, if you have a good start to the season in New York and then you run into some problems, here's a guy that you could potentially bring in and he'll have some confidence in the locker room. So if you need to kind of go into a win now mode and, and in an emergency situation, not a bad guy to have, but also, you know, here's a guy who can, you know, run your scout team really well, right? Here's a guy who could run the scout team and, and be a very useful uh, part of the New York Jets roster. So I think there's a lot of different things you can do. And, and if he's such a great locker room guy and they love him in New York, then you're going to want to keep him around. Stephen Jacobson watching in North Dakota says, allergies are no fun, Rod. I'm not sure it's allergies. It might be. I don't know. But Darren's known me quite a while. Since 2015, June of 2015, Darren and I met. And I've been saying through that whole time, I don't get sick. I don't get sick. I never got sick. And now I'm sick all the time. So I can't say that it's not allergies. I don't know. This is the most time I've ever spent in South Florida. But feeling like this sucks balls. But when I'm healthy, there's nowhere better. Oh, I absolutely love it. But right, I don't know what's be- besetting me. Yeah. Um, I'll move on to these other topics in a second. But here are my top five quarterbacks in the Canadian Football League West Division because Cole, our viewer in British Columbia, asked. Zach Caleros, Cody Fajart. Zach Caleros of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Might as well throw in their colleges if I can remember. Uh, Cincinnati, Cody Fajardo, Nevada, Bo Levi Mitchell, Eastern Washington, right? Vernon Adams Jr., Oregon, and I got written down Edmonton. Edmonton! Whoever the hell they're trotting (laughs) out this week. I'll put them all ahead of Edmonton. Camper27 on the YouTube chat says, Barley dust, Rod. Listen, in case you don't know, I grew up on a farm. And if I didn't get sick from barley dust till now, it ain't what I'm sick of now. I was, I was never sick with allergies from wheat, mustard, flax, whatever the hay, whatever the hell. Survived it all. Get down here and... And it hasn't always been this way. I think I've been down here some 130 days or something. Just got a cold now. Uh, By the way, Jenna in Southern California, I just want to say this. Jenna in Southern California brings up a great point. She says, Cavante Turpin to the Dallas Cowboys 53-man roster. USFL spring football works, says Jenna. We talked about Cavante Turpin last week. Remember, I said he's the guy that returned the two kicks in the game. First time that's happened for touchdowns. Uh, first time that's happened since 2012, but holy smokes, it's not going over well in Dallas because Cavante Turpin played at TCU, which is just a, in Fort Worth, and he has a very checkered past. Just Google Cavante Turpin. There are people that are refusing to cheer for the Dallas Cowboys. They're burning jerseys. Some of them are friends of mine because Turpin has made the Cowboys. So, you see... How come these guys always f- seem to find jobs and get signed? Because they can find the end zone. Um, Ireland Bruce third. AB's watching. Canadian Football League great. Says, RP, you got to check out Magic City in Atlanta on a Monday night. 
It's a fantastic show. Write that down. Magic City in Atlanta. Sounds great. I've had uh, Jack wrote me, said, if you ever do a show in Dallas, I can line up guests for you. Joe West, Larry Taylor, Rombie Bryant. Let me tell you a story, son, about Dallas. Ah, another time. And just with Rodney P. Rodney P., is that me? That's me. Rodney P. in the YouTube chat writes in and says, BC trades for Vernon Adams while Edmonton stays put with Taylor Cornelius? Seriously? Park that for one second because I have thoughts. And thank you, Rodney, for the comment. Who are your top five in the CFL West, Moose, before I address that fantastic comment? Yeah, it's got to be um, Caleros number one when you look at the at the quarterbacks, right? Um, Cody's got to be number two because Jake Mayer hasn't proven enough right now. And if Bo Levi's yeah. not doing enough to start, he can't be sitting, you know, above above Cody right now. So I'd put Jake Mayer third. Um, VA, we haven't seen him yet in a little while, but I think, you know, VA could come in and potentially has that potential to be the number two quarterback in the entire Western division. To leapfrog, you know, Jake Mayer, to leapfrog Cody Fajardo and, and get into that number two spot. But I'll put him there and I'll put uh, Taylor Cornelius or whoever's in Edmonton, yeah, at the bottom. Again, mine, Zach Caleros one, Cody Fajardo two, Bo Levi three, Vernon Adams three, and whatever Edmonton's trotting out onto the field fifth. I have Cody Fajardo at number two, the Nevada Wolfpack grad, because let's put Cody Fajardo on Calgary and see how he does. Because he has not been supported, and he's had the injury problems, and a bad offensive line. He was sacked seven times the other night. And more than anything, listen, just a little life lesson here (laughs) from Team RP. If I'm on your team and you're on my team, we're teammates forever. But if you prove that you are not on Team RP, we done. Homie, don't play that game. And Cody and I just talked the other night. We're both on each other's team. I am with Cody Fajardo, ride or die. And I'll tell you something that's pretty nice to have people support you unconditionally because I know what it's like. And I pray that the viewers don't ever have to go through the things in life that I have, but I've had people who have unconditionally stood by me no matter what. I know how it feels, and I want to be that for Cody Fajardo. I've got people who won't stand with me no matter what. And I know how that feels too. That sucks. So that's why I will always be a fan of Cody Fajardo because I believe in him and I know the kind of person that he is. And that's why I have him so high on my list. Um, Well, this Rodney, I don't know who it is. Hey, how about Rodney? Come on, Rodney, you got to add me, find me. He says, great show, CFL fan in Florida. Just like me. This is like my doppelganger. Your spirit, your actual spirit, something. Possibly. Rodney P says, is Paul Appelis head coaching material or is is simply meant to be a great assistant coach? Slow down with the hot takes, man. We don't have enough time. One thing at a time here. And I'll remind you that we are on the air on WQEE 99.1 FM, Atlanta, Georgia. News, talk, sports. Did he not start with the Edmonton? Yeah. He says, how come Edmonton doesn't get, why are they not in on Vernon Adams Jr.? Well, fr- from everything we read, and if you believe what you read, and it, hey, it was on the internet, so it must be true. 
Edmonton was in on Vernon Adams, the BC Lions, clearly because they acquired him. Saskatchewan was not. I believe the head coach there, Craig Dickinson, has the faith in Cody Fajardo that I do. I think Edmonton tried. Maybe. <laughs> but how hard did they try? They often say, well, if Chris Jones wants something, he gets it. But that's not always the case. He tried to sign Bo Levi Mitchell when he was a free agent. He didn't get him. But Edmonton was in on him. They didn't win the deal. At least they tried. At least they tried. As you, now, if you're in that locker room as a player, that's all you can ask. On the Paul LaPolice thing, what is going on there? Darren, the Red Blacks seem like the person that's on life support, that it's just, just, just when you're going to go pull the cord on the life support, the Red Blacks pull a Hulk Hogan and start shaking on their leg on the bottom rope, man. You know, like, can you decide yeah. to get crappier or you're not Ottawa? You, know, you lose to Edmonton at home and get embarrassed 32 to 10, and you think, okay, one more loss to the worst team in the league, and Lapo's fired. Then they go to Edmonton and embarrass them, and it's 20 to 3 at halftime for Ottawa. So I believe, I believe in Paul Lapolis. I've said many times he's like family to me, but, I, but, but that loyalty does cloud me. That's why I will never run a team, don't want to run a team, because I can't necessarily see things objectively, because if you're my guy, you're my guy. You'll always be my guy no matter what. Lapo just needs to start winning. The sad thing is they might actually make the playoffs with this woeful bunch. He's got the, the built-in excuse of his top quarterback being hurt too, by the way. Maybe that's what saved his job to this point. But I refuse to believe that Paul Apolis isn't a great leader and head coach because I've, I've been in the room. I've looked in his eyes. I've seen how he relates to men. I don't think he's the problem. Anyways, there we go. No. Yeah, I don't know if he's the problem, that's for sure. And we know he's such a talented coach and a master of the offense and, you know, a great leader. We we know that. But it still is a different game being the head coach than than running the offense. And you can be a great leader as an offensive coordinator and an assistant coach and relate to all the guys. But when you become a head coach, you're coaching the offense just a little bit less. You got to manage defensive players. You have to manage your challenges. You have to manage the clock. You have to manage other personnel, the special teams, you, you're overseeing everything. And it, it becomes such a, a big job and a wind raging thing. And, you know, when you're an offensive guy, sometimes, you, you know, you just want to think about the offense. And I don't know if he's, if he's, you know, a Hall of Fame offensive coordinator or if he can make it as a head coach. Obviously, he's been put in some, some tough situations. Um, this Ottawa Red Blacks roster being one of them. And, you know, as long as he's got a game plan and in that organization, they're seeing growth, he'll have an opportunity to come back next year. John in Edmonton says, you're on the internet, Rod. Can we believe everything you say? Yes, we can. The reason I laugh, and we're going to pause soon and bring in from the Pittsburgh Penguins radio crew, Josh Getzoff, but Farhan got a lot of play in Canadian headlines yesterday when he said the CFL is his favorite league to cover because of the boy, the coaches and the players. Sure, they're great people, but in the back of my mind, I was thinking it, and here, and then 20, not even 24 hours later is proof. I'm thinking, of course you're happy with it. They give you all the scoops. You get all the prime events. You're the guy hosting three downs, whatever it is on TSN. The CFL uses Farhan as their public relations arm, which is not unheard of. The NFL, I think, in a way, uses Adam Schefter for that, even though he breaks news the NFL would rather that he doesn't. Of course, 
Farhan feels that way, but I wouldn't say the CFL is the easiest or funnest league to cover when you've got teams that refuse to put people on this show over petty grudges. Leaders of franchises that act like children. So he's welcome to his opinion on that, but I don't agree. Moose, I will see you back here for overtime. See you then. All right. Josh Getzoff from the Pittsburgh Penguins radio crew joins us next as we're just a few weeks away from the opening of training camps. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television and YouTube Live and listening on 99.1 WQEE-FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. RP show continues on a glorious day. <clears throat> they all are here in South Florida, working our way towards the start of NHL training camps. There is a breaking news, a couple of items from the Canadian Football League today. Saskatchewan Rough Riders head coach Craig Dickinson testing positive for COVID-19. He's quarantining. Yes, they're still doing it. It's still going on. And Vernon Adams has been traded from the Montreal Alouettes to the BC Lions. But we're profiling NHL teams daily. And last hour was Brian Ray of the Dallas Stars with us. This hour, Josh Getzoff joins us, the radio voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and we're very excited to bring him on. Josh, how you doing, man? How's the offseason for you? Good, Rod. I mean, it looks like it's pretty good for you back there with the, I see the palm trees, the sunshine. We have a little bit of that in Pittsburgh right now until it all recedes to the grayness <laughs> of the winter, but that means hockey's here, so that's okay, too. How do you feel about road trips to South Florida to play the Panthers, by the way, from a pure non-hockey point of view? How do you feel when you see them coming up on the schedule? So we usually get the schedule in a normal season like this one, what, somewhere around mid to late June, early July. That's the first one I look for, the South Florida road trip. I need to know when we're going down there. I mean, you hope that it's not a back-to-back. You hope you have a couple days around there. And the NHL is usually pretty generous to us in Pittsburgh and gives us a date in February maybe or a game in Tampa in February where we can uh, get away from the cold and gloom uh, in Pittsburgh that comes with the winter months So and the Northeast in general for that matter. So, yeah, looking forward to those trips down there this year. And, uh, hey, the Panthers are always going to be a good challenge for the Penguins, so the games are pretty exciting too. It's funny you say that. The Kraken were here for like three, four days after they played and ended the Panthers' 12-game winning streak to open the season at home, by the way, to open the season. But on the Penguins' vein, we can come back on the Panthers anytime you want. But this offseason for you guys could have been, Josh, very tumultuous, and it ended up being not tumultuous at all because you got the big boy signed. But how concerned were you that uh, this was going to be a shakeup of this roster that's been together for so long? I think it's fair to say that everyone had a, a high level of expectation that most likely of the three of Chris Letang, Brian Rust, and Evgeny Malkin, that maybe one would be back, possibly two, definitely not three. So I think the fact that all three of them came back, and really all three came back in a situation of being slightly under where maybe they were projected to make on the open market is a, a feather in the cap of the Pittsburgh Penguins and Ron Hextall and the Fenway Sports Group. And I think it also speaks to something, Rod, and that's that these players have talked about, coaches too, management as well, the last couple of years, obviously the shortcomings in the first round against the New York Islanders and the New York Rangers. Well, they've said, hey, listen, we didn't get where we wanted to be. We really believe that we can take the next step. And essentially, I look at this as Ron Hextall, Fenway Sports Group saying, listen, we believe you. 
But now you got to act on it because we're locking in Evgeny Malkin. We're locking in Chris Letang. We're sacrificing, you know, what could have maybe been a gain of some youth. We're adding a little bit of age. But at the same time, we're keeping the core together for something that's unprecedented here uh, in the National Hockey League and pro sports, for that matter, in the sense that Crosby, Letang, and Malkin will be teammates going into this year for the 17th straight season. So uh, it's pretty remarkable. And I'm interested to see how it, it jump starts and maybe fuels these guys, jolts them a little bit. Uh, to know that they're going to be penguins for life. Absolutely. And I, I have to ask you this, Tristan Jari back too, but he was injured for most of that playoff run against the Rangers. So you were there, you called it, I believe. They went uh, lost to a team that went to the conference finals. If Tristan Jari's healthy, how much of a difference does that, does the series outcome change if Tristan Jari's healthy last year? Well, I'm not sure where your listeners are located in the New York area, but if they're in New York City, I'm sorry to offend you, but that series was over if Tristan Jari was healthy. I think the Penguins yeah. were the better team, really, with the flow of play in that series and how things went. You know, at the end of the day, and this is no knock on Louis Deming, it's just the reality, he's a third-string goaltender, and he was asked to do a lot, and he did as much as he possibly could. Uh, but with no Casey to Smith and no Tristan Jari, the guy on the bench behind him was Alex DiOrio, who's never played in an NHL game. Uh, and has just seen AHL action for the first time in his career over the last couple of years. So it was going to be Louis Domingue's series to win or lose without those two guys there. And I think he honestly gave the Penguins everything he could. But at the end of the day, there's a reason why he's been kind of a teeterer as far as seeing NHL and AHL action in his career. If Tristan Jari's there, I think the Penguins win that series. And then who knows what happens as far as the road that they go on. Because as you mentioned, the Rangers ended up going all the way to the conference final. And I believe jumped out to a two-game-to-nothing lead on the Tampa Bay Lightning before they kind of fell off the rails a little bit. So uh, it, it's all, you know, a what-if, could-if uh, type of situation. But I think a healthy Tristan Jari going into this year, and I actually just talked to him a couple weeks ago, and he's been training four days a week uh, in Sherwood Park, Alberta. So he's ready to go. Uh, and he'll be back in Pittsburgh after the Labor Day holiday uh, here in the United States and uh, ready to go for the season ahead. From the viewers, Nelson writes in, he says, Big Pens fan here, is this the last kick at the can for this core group? How would you answer that? How, how are the Penguins looking at this, this group? Um, I think that it's, it's fair to say that this could be the last kick with the, the current roster as assembled. I mean, there's the reality that these guys are all under contract. Um, but the way that I look at it is, I heard Bill Daly uh, Deputy Commissioner of the NHL make an interesting remark the other day that he expected the cap to go up about two to three million next year. So if that's the case, the Penguins have some contracts coming off the books, and there are some players that are going to be out there to maybe reload and keep this thing going in a direction where you can compete and challenge for a Stanley Cup. Uh, with that being said, though, I think this team this year, they've done everything they wanted to set out to do in the offseason. They kept the core together. Ron Hextall said they wanted to get bigger on the blue line. They added Jeff Petrie, they added Jan Ruta. Uh, and, and they kept you know, a, a large portion of the group that got them into the postseason and really had some strong moments contending for a Metro Division title pretty much until the end of, or beginning of March last year uh, back together. So I'm curious to see how it all plays out, but I do think a healthy Tristan Jari, a healthy Evgeny Malkin out of the gate, Jason Zucker out of the gate, those things make a difference, uh, and we'll see it right away for the Penguins. You know, last one for you because it may, I hope, take you a few minutes to answer. Um, well, for one, you ask where our viewers are. 20% of our viewers are American. The vast majority are Canadian prairies. Our number one city in America for viewership is Las Vegas, of all things. Figure that one out. It's okay. our seventh highest city for viewership. There's a lot of Golden Knights fans watch this show. But 
I'm astounded when I'm in Canada how many Penguins jerseys I see on kids. When you make roadies through Canada, have you, are you astounded that how many fans there are of the Penguins in Canada? Really, I, I am, Rod. And I'll say the two in particular that jump out to me, I would, I would throw Vancouver into the mix too, but Montreal and Toronto, uh, really, when we stay in Toronto, it's, it's as if the Beatles come out of the hotel when they get on the bus uh, to go to Scotiabank Arena. The, the mob scene there, obviously, after 87. But to see a bunch of different guys on this Penguins roster and, and see the star power, Chris Letang in Montreal, obviously draws a crowd as well. Um, but, you know, it, it's really interesting. And I, and I would even stretch it beyond the Canadian border. It's fun when we go out to places like Arizona and south to Raleigh. Uh, even in Fort Lauderdale, you see those black and gold jerseys everywhere. The Penguins fans, uh, they're fans of the team, but they're also fans of the players. And I think that makes for a really unique mix as you travel throughout the National Hockey League. But certainly, you know, the logo and the icons that are on the team right now and have been on the team in the past make it pretty popular and make it pretty marketable. And uh, I don't expect that to change with us being back out on the road again in, in really, what, a month and a half, essentially, we're ready to go. It- Shoot, I could talk to you about this all day because in Arizona, I was there. I don't know how many years you've been calling the games, but I was there. It was Larry Fitzgerald night. They honored Larry Fitzgerald. Pittsburgh was the opposition. Were you there that night? I was not, but I'll tell you, it's the backyard brawl here in Pittsburgh tomorrow with Pitt in West Virginia where Fitzgerald went to college. So it's, he's, he's a big talk of the town right now, so it all relates. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, it's just like it's like Pittsburgh people in these southern locales for sure. In Canada, hockey fans. Pittsburgh people, I think, going to those stadiums and barns in the south. And last one, Trent is watching from Norway, and he says, Penguins question, does Sidney Crosby still have it? You call him on a game-by-game basis, you see him in practice. Where where is his skill levels compared to the peak time in his career? I would argue that right now he's as dialed in as he's ever been in his career. And I think that there are a couple reasons for that. One, if you look at his production the last couple of seasons, it's, you know, the the guys who were the finalists for the Hart Trophy, I'm not going to argue with anything there, especially the winners. Uh, But when you think about what he's done and what it's meant to the Penguins' success, he's very much in the mix for an NHL MVP conversation again. I know he's got some in his trophy case already, uh, but he's been that good. He looks at certain areas of his game and he improves them Every single summer, he takes a little step forward in in certain departments, and it just makes him such a complete player. I'll just tell a quick story. I think back to one thing from last year when he was sitting on the verge of 500 goals. I think there was three games in a row where he was at 499. And in two of those games, the Penguins had leads late, and their opponents uh, pulled the goalie for the extra attacker. So you're thinking, okay, there's a chance. If he gets a chance at the empty net, why wouldn't he go for it? But here he is at the other end of the ice in his own zone, sliding and blocking shots and keeping the puck out of his own net. And that's just kind of how he's wired. He's wired for his success, of course, but also for his team's success. Uh, and I do believe that he is, still has a lot left in the tank. I think that he's going to be fueled by Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, two of his best buddies, uh, being in the fold for the foreseeable future. And also the extension his head coach Mike Sullivan got yesterday. That means a lot to him, too, because those two have developed quite a strong relationship, and they uh, you know, really are the two guys at the top of the totem pole as it pertains to the Penguins. Well, this has been a wonderful Penguins update. Thanks uh, for the time, Josh, and good luck with the season. Look us up when you're down here in South Florida, man, and good luck with the season. Thanks, Rod. I appreciate it, and we will. I'll look for you. Sounds good. Josh Getzoff, the voice of the Pittsburgh Penguins. When we come back, overtime as the Moose rejoins us. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television. We're also on YouTube Live and, of course, on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. 
Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Rolling with overtime for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. Um, checking the text line as we bring the moose back in for one final segment. Cinny, Cinny Price, Cynthia, she's watching in Pittsburgh, and she writes in moose, and she says, everybody loves the Penguins, Rod. I don't dislike the Penguins. I don't love the Penguins. I think my niece's favorite team is the Penguins, but that's because her name is Sydney. Sydney with a Y, two Ys. Uh, by the way, Moose, just want to remind people that uh, September 3rd is National Cinema Day. I see this on the Landmark Cinema's Instagram account. Every movie, every showtime, every format, $3. Okay? September 3rd is National Cinema Day, so just park that in your brain. How you doing, sir? I'll be there. I'm doing great. Ah, <laughs> you yeah, going to be there? Okay. To, go, to go see. I'll be there. Go see Top Gun again. Yeah. Um, two things. I was going to ask for your opinion earlier, and I didn't end up asking for it, so I'm going to read this. Sports update here in hour two. Saskatchewan Rough Riders announcing head coach Craig Dickinson has tested positive for COVID-19. He's currently quarantining as per CFL policy, but he will be able to coach the Labor Day Classic, they say. Out of Little Rock, Arkansas, this is the place line. Former Raiders coach John Gruden says he is ashamed about his old offensive emails that cost him his job and hopes to get another chance in football. Gruden spoke publicly about the affair at the Little Rock Touchdown Club for the first time since he resigned as coach of the Raiders last October. The resignation followed the publication by the New York Times and Wall Street Journal of emails he had sent between 2011 and 2018 that contained racist, homophobic, and misogynist comments. We all know what happened. He was forced to resign. Gruden then filed a lawsuit against the NFL claiming a, quote, malicious and orchestrated campaign used by the league and commissioner Roger Goodell to destroy Gruden's career by leaking the old emails. The league denied that claim, but a Nevada judge ruled in favor of Gruden in May, saying he was right. Denied the NFL's motion to compel arbitration in the case. Now, I'm not a lawyer. The NFL is uh, appealing that ruling. Somebody is lying here, and I don't know who it is. But my question to you earlier was, and I didn't fully get it out, so I'll ask you now, would you hire John Gruden to be your head coach given all of this? Today, no, I wouldn't. That would be my, my short answer would be no. Hmm. Um, but I haven't had a meeting with John Gruden. I haven't, I haven't you know, really got to know the guy he is. All I know is the guy that comes across the television set. And that guy I like. You know, that guy seems honest. He seems like a good person, you know, from, you know, players you hear from. They say good things about John Gruden, right? You know, the only negative things we see are what's come out in these emails, you know, from what I what what you gather. You know, he's an intense guy. He's a little goofy. He's a little out there. But, you know, I think once you have a conversation with him and you and I are big second chance guys, I think, you know, and, and opportunities. I think John Gruden probably should get another shot in the NFL, and I'd like to see him get another shot. But today I'm probably not hiring him, but a year or two from now, I might. 
Hey, I get it. And the sports update is for Dark Horse Bets. It's Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app that brings the excitement of live stream horse races right to you. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets right out of the gate. Now you have the opportunity to bet on races today. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com, available for Android and Apple devices. It's also brought to you by Ballers Rec Room, your official home of Slow Pitch, open Wednesday to Sunday. And for Red Bull, Red Bull gives you wings. My goodness, I got snot running down my face. Just a couple minutes left. (sighs) Arlen Bruce III writes that he says, Give a guy a second chance. It's Earth. Terry Carrier writes in and he says something like that was said yesterday. What, on this show? I don't know. Um, Here's Arlen Bruce, a person of color, saying give him a second chance. This is what, we're not lawyers. I pointed that out earlier when I was reading the story, right? We don't know all the details. But what I got, what I got from the football people was this was an FU between Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, and John Gruden. They hated each other. I've told this story before. Last minute of play in the RP show. I've told this story before. This is what I got from my football NFL people. And Goodell waited and waited and waited for the opportunity to nail Gruden. And he got him. Got him good. And I get where you're coming from. On Do you think there's going to be people picketing outside the stadium if you hired John Gruden as your head coach? There might be. There was people picketing outside the stadium when uh, Michael Vick was signed by the Eagles. So so I don't know, man. Yeah, probably not. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Terry Carrier, I'm sorry. I missed your first come. I can't, can't stay on top of it all. What's today? Wednesday? Moose, we'll see you back here tomorrow. This has been a good one today. Take care of yourself and uh, appreciate you. See you in 22 you hours. You bet. Get some rest. Yeah, I'll try. And the rest of you will see you noon Eastern and on Game Plus and 7 p.m. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.